This is Face the Music, an ELO song-by-song podcast. Episode 114, Danger Ahead. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsenson. Wow, you are loud in my head. Okay. And that's because I just put the phone microphone up towards my mouth, so let's try that again. Okay. And I'm Eric Winsenson. And I friggin' love this song. I have always loved it. First time I got the album, I thought, this is a great frickin' song. I love it. The sound of it, you got the cute little laser thing going there, that's pretty cool. And the vocal arrangement with the backing vocals built up there, and it's got a nice big sound. It's got a cool string section there where all the other instruments, except for the Jeff and the strings, drop out. And it's got this weird effect on his voice, and it flips around backwards, and then it kicks back into the song. Beware there's danger ahead. The endless summer is dead. And there's a French horn on it. You don't really hear brass much on many ELO songs after El Dorado, so that was a nice little touch. So it's a great friggin' song, and I have a rant that I will go into, but let's hear what Eric has to say first. It's a great friggin' song. (laughs) It is. (laughs) It just all of a sudden comes out of nowhere. It's like, okay... (laughs) what's this doing on this album? Yeah. Why is there all of a sudden a Discoverer outtake <laughs> on Secret Messages? Mm-hmm. Or Discovery, I should say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I like it for all the same reasons you do. I mean, it started, I expected you to hate it, to tell you the truth. <laughs> because as soon as it starts off and all of a sudden I'm hearing and some of the sounds and everything, I'm going, really? He's doing this. <laughs> I'm going, this is music I like. <laughs> He's making weird noises. Mm-hmm. And then the song goes in, and it just keeps up the momentum the entire time. And then all of a sudden, those, that string break just comes in out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and it works so perfectly. And the lyrics on this are great, too. Yeah, they are. That's one thing, is I've liked the lyrics on this album, even if I haven't liked a lot of the music that they're put to. No, I'd actually, I would have to agree, absolutely. Yeah. But this comes completely together, much better than Stranger, much much better than the title track. I I have no idea what they thought. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not the greatest ELO album, definitely not. But they could have really promoted this a whole lot better by choosing different songs to put out as a single. And that's my rant. Why wasn't this released as a single? This is always just super ticked me off that this was not released as a single. Even when I was 14, when I got this album a couple weeks after I first heard Rock and Roll is King on the radio, I listened to the album and I thought, that's a damn good song. 
I hope they release that as a single. Eh, no. The Four Little Diamonds instead. Uh, followed by The Flaccid Stranger. And then, after the album ran its course, as far as uh, the life of an album goes, where it starts off, it's the new album, and then as time goes on, it's their most recent album. Oh, and it was their last album, and now it's their back catalog. But you, I could probably get about six months, maybe a year, depending on how big the album is, for marketing it. And August, I'm thinking... This has got to be a single. they got to release this as a single. But they didn't. When Stranger came out, I was like, That? You put out that? You idiot should have put out Danger Ahead. That's a great freaking song. That's your hit right there. Nobody's going to play Stranger. And, and barely anybody did. I, I just... I, 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 I want to find... I, I, well, Alright, I don't want to hunt down. I just want to know, who was the idiot in charge of releasing singles from this album? Did they just not really care about ELO anymore? You know, ELO had hit that that dangerous age of a band where you go into those that that phase where you've been around too long. And even if you're still making good stuff, the marketing people, the promotion people, they're going to be like, eh, it's the old band that we've still got on their label. They're still making stuff. So I don't know. Just it's out there. Do something with it. Let a few people know because... Honestly, they're they're old, man. We gotta get with the new. Look, we got this new band, Kaja Gugu, and they got the song Too Shy, and it's got a scrawny, effeminate guy with crazy hair. That's what the kids like today. So that's what we'll be pushing. Not to knock Kaja Gugu, I do like Too Shy, but I'm just saying. It's a good song, and too bad the band was murdered up there at that summer camp, and their ghosts <laughs> are playing that song forever. That's right. And, and yeah. he, if there's any American Horror Story fans out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, the, the record companies, they're already pushing the new stuff, and after 10 years, you're, you're the old band, and unless you're a big superstar like the Rolling Stones or Paul McCartney, uh, when you get into your late 30s and hurtling towards your 40s, your old guys make an old music, and they don't push it as much. But I was 14. I'm the target age for 45s, for singles. Usually when you get into adulthood, you, you just buy the album. But when you're a kid, you don't really have the money to be throwing around an album, so you buy the singles. And I, actually, actually, I love singles. I think they're cute. It's like they're tiny little albums with cute little picture sleeves. It's like Chew Bops, if anybody remembers Chew Bops. It was a little bubble gum. It was shaped like a, a record. And it came in an album cover that was about, I don't know, two or three inches. It was They were cute. But I'm the target age. I'm 14. This is where you want to aim your single releases at, because we're the ones buying the singles and making the hits. Because I really didn't see a lot of 30 or 40 year olds buying Kaja Gugu or Culture Club back then. Or Flock of Seagulls with their crazy hair and their weird gender distorting issues. And I loved this song. And it should have been released as a single. This is how it should have went. It should have went Rock and Roll is King, Bluebird, and then Danger Ahead. There are your three singles to release from it. I don't know if you could have had a fourth single that would have been a hit. I like Secret Messages. But I think that one's more of an album rock format. It would be played on that. Might be a little too proggy for the top 40. Secret Messages is an album cut. Yeah. It should not have been a single. Four Little Diamonds is too much like Don't Bring Me Down. Mm -hmm. It's too obvious. And also it's an album cut. Stranger is a good song, but again, it's an album cut. I mean... Maybe a few years later, when adult contemporary radio really started being a thing, mm -hmm. it could have been a hit there. 
but otherwise, it's not every ELO ballad is a single. <laughs> no. There's a lot of great ELO ballads that are strictly album cuts. Mm-hmm. You're completely right. Danger Ahead should have been the follow-up to Rock and Roll is King. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for, to get some hits to get more attention towards the album, to get more people to buy the album, which is kind of what singles are, then Four Little Diamonds is too rough for 1983 pop charts. And Stranger is too boring for the pop charts. It didn't do so bad on the, the light rock charts. Got to like number 33 or something on Billboard's adult contemporary light rock thing. But nobody pays attention to those charts except for the people who are programming. And at the time in Phoenix, it was only one light rock station. Right. Stranger to me is more of a blatant attempt to uh, be a hit than Four Little Diamonds was. Mm-hmm. Four Little Diamonds is, oh, let's try this again. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Stranger is... Well, let's try to get an 80s radio hit. Let's try and compete with Chicago. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, let's try and compete with Air Supply. And it's it's very obvious that that was it. Danger Ahead is, let's be Electric Light Orchestra. Let's be 1983 Electric Light Orchestra. This is how ELO is going to sound or should sound in the 80s. Here you go. And it's great. It's fantastic. It's got strings. It's got a very catchy tune. I, there's never been a time in my life when I didn't want to hear it. Many times in my life where I've thought, sweet Jesus, I got to hear Danger Ahead. And now that I've heard it, I definitely want to hear it more. And when Sensen didn't have the album before we started this, because I, I sent it to him as a birthday present, like about a month or two before we got into Secret Messages, because he didn't have it. So he has it now, and he's been listening. And he likes Danger Ahead. <laughs> and maybe he's making up on the... I don't know, 37 years of back rage that I've had about this being just ignored and not released as a single. Because it's freaking great. And every time I hear it, I'm like, why did you idiots not release this as a single? Whoever the guy is in charge of releasing singles at Jet in 1983, he should be fired or demoted back to the mailroom. I think he was after this album <laughs> because uh, Jet ceased to be. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, I'm sure at this point, it's, what, 37 <laughs> years? It's a good bet he's either retired or dead, so. So it yeah, should make... because Balance of Power was CBS associated, mm-hmm. which means, huh, well, we don't even feel like giving you your own label anymore, and you're not good enough to be on Columbia or Epic, so you're CBS associated. Yeah, yeah. So that's my only problem with the song. It wasn't released as a single. It was ignored. It's a forgotten, hidden, great track on Secret Messages. And that's, I mean, unless you're a super fan, there's probably a little chance that you know this song exists. And that's too damn bad because it is a great friggin' song. Completely agree and completely agree with everything you said. I think that's the end of my rant. I couldn't really find much information on this song. So that's why Lisa doesn't do the song facts because it really isn't anything to say. Basically, uh... Andrew Whiteside says what I said. Should have been released as a single. And Jeff Lynn gives his... He doesn't know how to spell rambunctious. And Jeff Lynn gives his deep, introspective description of of the song, which is, oh, I found this electronic widget that had some cool special effects, so I used him. Doesn't really tell us much about the song. Thank you. Got something to say about Danger Ahead? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. It's time for a great line from ELO from this week's song. What's my line? There's danger ahead. Yeah, right. The endless summer is dead. Stand back. What? 
Well, good hello, you hosers. It's time for me, and sit on your hands while I do my pointless review of Danger Ahead. Once again, as always, I'm Eric. Let's see, where was I wandering around when this noisy track blasted into my skull from my Walkman? Probably walking down South Base, The Strand, the legendary beachside boardwalk that roughly runs through Playa del Rey, underneath LAX flight path, Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach, Redondo Beach, and ending in Torrance Beach. You get the pattern here. Sure, that's quite the distance for a four-minute song, but as many of the songs in this album are about relationships and various stages of ruin, a track like this seems to be perfect background music while witnessing beach bums and bombshells mingle, more like crashing into each other like a demolition derby on any given summer weekend. The cacophony of drums and digital synthesizers matches this public orgy of sweaty bodies and sweaty egos. The only thing missing here is Jeff adding car crashes, aka Spike Jones style. This may be the loudest track offered and added to the noise lever is clearly finding Bevan and Lewis Clark bursting through the techno babble, as well as several callbacks to dramatic pop records of the 60s, recorded by the likes of Chuck Jackson and Gene Page. The French heard punching him, the lyrical doom of a central character of her entourage army, and the line, the endless summer is dead. Yeah, that last one was pure 60s pop culture, thanks to Bruce Brown's surf documentary at the time. Do not be surprised if this song comes up in my review of Train of Gold, as I'll attempt to figure out which song is a sequel to which. A man on a squishy bender can sure do some crazy things. We're looking at the cover of Danger Ahead by Matt Albright and Bill Casper. And this is from a collection called Scattered Light, a fan tribute to Electric Light Orchestra. She comes down the street and the look is in her eyes And the way she looks, it looks good till they mind All the kids down in the street run away When she goes by, it's the end of the day So Definitely not going to be that harsh on this. I do have some things to say about it and everything, but as somebody who's participated in a number of different album projects where the quality of what's on there varies widely from somebody who's been doing this for 40 years to somebody who just yelled into their iPhone while banging on something to somebody like me who's kind of in between the two. Yeah who uh, actually has a little bit better system to bang on stuff and yell into. When it comes to the fan tributes, you have to kind of give it a little bit of leeway. You're not talking 16, 32, 64, 128 track <laughs> studios. You're talking, hopefully, it's some 40-something-year-old guy who figured out how to use GarageBand. And that's what we have here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Last week, you said that uh, you liked the remake of Stranger didn't sound like something that somebody slapped together in GarageBand. 
To me, this sounds like something somebody put together in GarageBand. I don't hate it. I think it's a fine remake. Nice job. Considering what I just said about the ELO version, uh, the ELO version is far superior. Oh, definitely. I'm sure they know it, too. I mean, I don't don't think there's any illusion here that they're... I mean, that version of Stranger, that was obviously a professional musician Mm -hmm. with access to a professional studio. For what they do on this, though, they do a good job. Yeah. I'm going to say for what they've got to work with, they do the best job that they can to strip this down to just a straight-ahead rock and roll song. Yeah. No, I'm not saying it's, it's a bad song. One of the things I love about the ELO version is it's full. It seems like Jeff fills up every space that he can find with some sort of music or sound or noise to put in there. And that's since I'm audiophonically centered, where if there's a lot of great sound that's working together and filling everything up, then that has my ears and my attention. This is a bare version. Sounds like it's just bass, guitar, drums, singing, some little effects on it. But it's not the enjoyable sonic assault that the ELO version is. And that's kind of what I like about ELO, uh, enjoyable sonic assault. But this one's not bad. It's good. It's certainly better than I could do if I had GarageBand, because apparently I tried to do something like that where I multi-instrument, and one of my music friends said, your guitars aren't in tune with each other. And I'm kind of like, well, the tuner says they're in tune. Yeah, they're not in the same key. It's like, oh, all right. I do give that to the remake of Stranger from last week. It was definitely a high-quality, well-produced piece of music. It bored me, but definitely the production on it was fantastic. It definitely wasn't, hey, Matt, you want to get in on this with me and we'll make the song? Yeah, sure. Let me plug into GarageBand and we'll go. I don't want to sound like I'm slamming this remake of Danger Ahead. It's just, um, it's pretty good for what it is. I don't know if that still sounds like an insult, but... I don't hate yeah, it. No, it, it gets me because I do see sometimes people, there's a difference between, say, a tribute album where you got a bunch of stars and everything together to do a tribute and make a label some extra cash off of a band. Yeah. And uh, then there is actual fans of the music who do their version of it. And often the fan tributes, you expect fan tributes, basically. You don't expect even though it occasionally does happen, you don't expect to be blown away. Mm -hmm. You just hope that it's listenable. And this is actually a halfway decent version of the song. And to tell you the truth, if I had the album, it probably would be in rotation. It's quality enough to where I would play it on my radio show. Yeah, I mean, this is from the same album that Stranger came from. And whereas Stranger was like, all right, I, I heard it. I can move on. If I hear this again, I'm good with that. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good effort, and yeah, it's, it's one of those songs where it doesn't matter good effort or not. I mean, probably if they were a professional band, still wouldn't be as good as the original. I can't imagine the talent required to top the original ELO version. And probably if somebody did, somebody actually who was trying to do that in a professional capacity, say an actual named band or something, they would probably start getting themselves so up their own, you know what, that <laughs> they would ruin the entire song anyway, so. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> danger ahead. Oh my God. I had completely forgotten about this song. That's how long it's been since I've listened to Secret Messages all the way through. I gotta give my ELO albums a bit more of a spin, don't you think? especially ones other than a new world record, discovery, etc. I really do love this song, 
It's another great ELO rocker with distortion guitars in the vein of Ma Mama Bell and Do Ya. Has a great almost kind of revved up rockabilly rhythm to it. In fact, it reminds me of a couple of songs that Jeff Lynn produced for Dave Edmonds, Information and especially Slipping Away. Now, I'm not accusing Jeff of recycling himself, no. But a record produced by Jeff Lynn doesn't sound like a record produced by anyone else. And it just so happens that Jeff Lynn was working on particularly the album that contained Slipping Away at the same time he was working on this album. And there's a bit of a similarity, well, not exactly the same melody, but slipping away is you walk down the street with your head held high, and danger ahead is you may dum 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 dum, and then it goes down, goes down like that. So they're not in the same song, but there is a similarity there, and I just love it. And you can definitely see the direction that Jeff was moving in with Dave Edmonds, with the Everly Brothers, even with ELO. He was definitely thinking beyond ELO at this point, thinking ahead to the Traveling Wilburys. And by the way, this song would have been a great song for the Wilburys. It kind of reminds me of She's My Baby with the use of distortion. The Wilburys didn't use distortion guitars much, but they did in that song. And I think this would have been a good song for them to use, maybe with Jeff and Roy duetting on the lead vocals. But as I said, he was definitely thinking ahead, but at the same time still trying to produce some quality work for ELO. And he definitely did so on this song. Well, that's it for me. I'll talk to you next week. Hope you enjoyed discovering or rediscovering this song as much as I did. This has been a Thought from Troy. got nothing for this one. He says time in it, so maybe that's a reference to the last album? Sounds a little ineffectual, doesn't it? Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? Hi guys, it's Madeline. I liked this song a lot. Wow, she liked it! Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELOpod. Next week, episode 115, Letter from Spain. <laughs>